Alright, good morning Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It's February the 16th of 2022. On a day where, as we go throughout the show today, we'll hear all about Kelly going shopping. Hmm. Against her better judgment. And uh, the number of dresses so far, the count is 17. (laughs) No joke. But did she find one for Charity Ball this weekend? Plus, I also went out shopping, this time separately from Kelly and my wife. And I had this weird moment as I stood in a dressing room. And I thought, I wonder if this is inappropriate. Oh, okay. We'll ask you that coming up as we go throughout the show this morning. Plus, how would you like to go up in space? There's the opportunity today for you to go up there. I mean, you got to have a little bit of cash, but really, I mean, that's not that big of a deal. Oh. We'll talk about that. Plus, the K-Fine Breakfast Club powered by Family Inc. Dr. Shane Spites on this morning. There's rumors about a COVID variant out there. Nobody wants to hear that, but we'll talk to him about that. Plus, Dr. Dana Watson from Family Inc. talks happiness. We'll have Amy Wills, who's the chair of the JA. Uh, Jonesboro Charity Ball. She'll be on with us this morning. I have an outfit update. I want to kind of pitch her away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitchell Nail from St. Bernard's has some career opportunities. Rodney Poff from Occasions gets us ready for the weekend. And Dr. Kevin Reed and Wet Nose Wednesday. Can you tell? We have a whole bunch coming up this morning. It's going to be a good day. Appreciate you guys getting up and letting us be a part of your day today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so Junior Auxiliary does Charity Ball this coming weekend. And if you've seen photos or if you've been to Charity Ball, you know it's a deal where we get dressed up and, like, the whole city, the whole area, the whole state gets dressed up and they come out there and it's, you know, all these really important people. And then somehow, (laughs) I'm not really sure how it worked out, but... Kelly and I are the official hosts of the Charity Bowl. I love how you say there's all of these very important people, and then you say, then somehow there's us. And somehow there's us. It's like they almost made a mistake, or we were the last ones available or something. It's our own roast, and we don't know it. Uh, so anyway, this we've done this before, but we didn't host the entire event. We hosted like um, like the auction mm. part, and now like we're the the main host of this whole deal. So we have to be dressed up. At least that was the vision. So we've been panicking for the last uh, number of days as we kind of prepare. Uh, Kelly and I both went out shopping as a group on Monday with my wife. And that was dumb because we got nothing accomplished. Leslie and I had fun. No, we got nothing accomplished. But nobody yeah. left with anything. <laughs> You're right. We, we went to all these different stores. Nobody left with anything. <laughs> and we're still going, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? So finally, separately, we go out shopping and uh, I think I had success. I'm not sure how you guys are going to judge that, uh-huh. so I'll have to share that coming up this morning. Yeah, uh, Let me get the picture. But you, on the other hand, had a little bit of success, but it only took you about 17 different dresses. That is true. And if, uh, you know, guys, I know y'all haven't probably tried on very many formals, but it's not just like um, they're weighted because a lot of them, they have all the the embellishments and stuff on them. So you've got the pearls and the, all the, the shiny stuff. So when you're putting them on, it's a, it is a, uh, it's a feat. It's not and like I don't putting mean on a F-E-E-T. t-shirt. No, it's not like putting on a t-shirt and whatever. So, um, yeah, 17 dresses, but the one I ended up really, really liking, um, was probably the second one I tried on. Really? So you yeah. could have stopped on two. I probably should have stopped, but then you're like, but what if? 
you know? Yeah, that poor lady who was there. She Can you imagine? was amazing. 17 I dresses. Her. I wanted to give her a hug when I left, but I was like, mm, she didn't know me that well, so maybe not. There's also a pandemic going on. I'm not sure if you've, know. if you've heard about that. I'm still a hugger, though. So just understand this. If, uh, if you go to these events, if you go to any event where you have to dress up, and like some people love that, they love getting dressed up, and it's like they're <laughs> a couple times a year to get all dolled up. We don't. Like, the reason we have this job is so we don't have to get dressed up. Yeah, I'm going to have to maybe get my dress hemmed so I can wear tennis shoes under my dress, but no one will know because it'll be long enough. Yeah, that's the way to roll. So, anyway, Charity Balls this weekend, we get to be there. Hopefully, you guys, for those of you who are going, will have the chance to kind of engage with you and and hang out. And we'll probably ask you why the heck we're there as well, because (laughs) this is one of those deals where we Mm -hmm. don't feel like we fit. But I guess that's the beauty of it. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you ever had this vision that you wanted to go to space, but you didn't want to go and train to be an astronaut, now you have the chance with this whole Virgin Atlantic thing. Oh. And coming up today, there is a chance for you to buy a ticket to go up on the next spaceship flight. Oh, okay. And uh, this flight goes about 90 minutes. It goes a maximum speed of 2,600 miles per hour. And basically, they take you up into space. You get to look around, get your picture taken. And then within 90 minutes, you come right back down. Hmm. The heads up, the down payment for this is $150,000. Wait, that's the down payment? That's what you put down because the total mm. price is $450,000. Oh. Uh. So you put down a third of it and you'll have the chance to possibly go up for 90 minutes. <laughs> Maybe we should start a GoFundMe account for you. Oh my gosh, I would be terrified. You're you're afraid of heights, right? Uh, completely. And you're going up into space and you're going 2,600 <laughs> miles per hour and you're at zero gravity. Yeah, I don't think so. There's going to be four passengers on there. You're going to leave out of New Mexico if you're one of the people who wants to bid on this. And you also, I mean, this is how great this is going to be, and this is why it's so worth it. You'll get the Under Armour space suit to go with it. Oh. When you spend $450,000 to go to space. You'll also have the chance to uh, buy the astronaut edition of the Range Rover from Land Rover. Oh, the chance to buy it. Range Rover just isn't going to give it to you. No, you have to have these wings. And once you have the wings, you have the chance to buy that. And again, you've already paid $450,000 to go into space. Hmm. And I get it. I'm sure the rocket fuel is expensive, but good grief. Who is the person who thinks, you know what? I want to go up on one of these first space missions. If I wasn't paying for it, I would do it in a second. You would? Yeah. You wouldn't be nervous. Well, yeah, I'd be nervous, but I'd do it. Oh. I don't think so, man. I'm happy with my feet on the ground, and I'll keep reaching for the stars. Okay. Because that's just what I do. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is February the 16th, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. We have Country Music News today on Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. So Faith and Tim star together as husband and wife on the Yellowstone origin story called 1883. And it's so, so good. If you're not watching it, you need to be. And there's great news. It's been announced that there's going to be additional episodes ordered. So basically 1883 is going to have a season two. And get this, it was also announced a second Yellowstone origin story uh, that is separate from 18. 
1983 is coming. So the rumor is the show is called 1932, and it's going to be about a new generation of Duttons. It's going to be all based upon the West expanding during Prohibition, going through the Great Depression. So my fellow Yellowstone fans, soon we're going to be able to enjoy as many as four different series based on the Dutton family. All right, country music news today on Jimmy Allen. I wish I could go back to those days when the town was the whole world and love was the So Jimmy Allen has been announced as a mentor for the upcoming 20th season of American Idol. Here's what Jimmy had to say about it. What's up, y'all? Jimmy Allen here. We're here at the Disney's Alani Resort, and I am a mentor on the 20th season of American Idol. Cannot wait for you guys to see the talent they have in store for you. So it's Jimmy Allen as a mentor. Also as a mentor, BB Rexa, who follows me on Twitter, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be a mentor on Idol as well. BB's known for her song with Florida Georgia Line, Meant to Be. So Jimmy Allen and BB Rexa headed to American Idol. We have country music news today on the 57th ACM Awards. So the awards happen March 7th, and for the first time, the show is going to be live streamed this year, and there's going to be more than 20 performances on the show. And the first round was just announced. So just weeks away, taking the ACM stage, Kelsey Ballerina. Also taking the stage at the ACMs, Thomas Rhett. Also performing, Marin Morris. And how can you have the ACMs without Chris Stapleton? They got a lot of people coming to this year. Yep. And so there's also going to be some first timers at the ACMs performing, including Parmalee and Blanco Brown. I love you just the way God made you, girl. He don't make Also, Carly Pierce and Arkansas's own Ashley McBride will team up for their hit. I never wanted to be that girl. That's a ton of people performing at the ACM. And one of my favorites right now, Breland. He's going to be performing as the Amazon breakthrough artist to sing his newest single, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for Southern women, Henry Engine, Crispy Chicken. Praise the Lord for East Atlanta, Country Grammar, and Manana. Praise the Lord that I got everything I want and need and more. I might get drunk on Saturday, but first thing Sunday morning, I praise the Lord. That's neat. Yeah, and how can you have a country gathering without a performance from Walker Hayes? I'm just trying to keep my daughters off the pole. My son's out of jail. Trying to get to church so I don't go to hell. I'm just trying to keep my wife from figuring out that I married up and she married way, way down. So the ACMs, it's March 7th, co-hosted by Dolly Parton with Jimmy Allen and Gabby Barrett. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. Here's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. Did you know the 16 largest ships in the world produce as much pollution as 800 million cars combined? What? Mm-hmm. There is no way that that number is accurate. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Did you know cats are the serial killers of the animal world? They're responsible for killing off at least 33 species of birds, mammals, and reptiles. Wow, watch out for those cats, man. <laughs> and did you know the first CD that was made and sold in the U.S. was in 1984, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. 
Come on now. The first CD. Something new every day right here. And if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so we're doing Charity Ball on Saturday nights. We're the hosts of it. Again, we're kind of, we feel like the the hosts that really don't fit. Like, we're not really dressed up people. It's like jeans, t-shirts, One tennis shoes. One of these things is not like the other. And that's basically us, right? <laughs> We're going to be there. But So Kelly went out and she went shopping for her outfit and she tried on 17 dresses. No joke. And finally found the one. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Was it the one that you sent to me and my wife? Yes. Was there no second option? Brandon, that's <laughs> rude. Was that rude? <laughs> I'm just asking. I <laughs> only saw could one. See this little grin on his face. Of oh. all of the dresses you tried on, we just had the cho- the chance to choose from one. I know. I didn't take any other pictures. We didn't get to choose from the other seventeen. Nope. I sent my wife forty one pictures while I was trying on clothes. Uh, yeah. So you cannot say anything. Did you know that? There's a chance I might have known. Yeah, 41 different photos of me and different things. If that tells you how many things I tried on while I was at the store. And there's no worse place to take photos of yourself than at a store in a dressing room with the awful lighting. Like, oh. literally, they should have ring lights and, in in like, the studio set up. That way, when you put on your clothes, even if you look terrible, you look better in the light. That's that's 100%. And you're right. If people would, would uh, invest in those, I'm telling you they would sell more clothes. 100%. Yeah, because you get up there and you're in a little tiny room and then you take off your shirt. In the fluorescent light. And you're looking at yourself like, you know what? When I hit my certain pose in the bathroom, I look a little better than this. And y'all know Brandon's got a certain pose. A little vulnerable when I'm standing in a dressing room like that. But the thing I thought was weird and I started to feel uncomfortable about it was, number one, I was there a long time in the different stores because I was taking so many different photos. I had my ringer volume on so I could hear when my wife would respond. So what people would hear as they walked by the dressing room was... No, I was just going to ask you or just say, please tell me that you had the ringer off. No, you could hear me taking pictures of myself in there. That's mm-mm, that's embarrassing. Is it? No, yes. Kelly, I got to the point where I tried oh. on so many things. I would walk out to like the public mirror and I'd take pictures of myself in the public mirror. I had tried on so many different things. We actually have someone on the phone right now that was oh. at the place you were. I felt like I had to apologize. There was one poor woman in one of the stores <laughs> where it was like every time she turned around, I was in the same area. And I thought she's going to think I'm following her around. I wasn't. Yeah. And I was standing there looking at my phone and I'm sure she was like, what is he doing? Yeah. And the truth is I was getting approval from my wife before I, I was going to buy anything. But for people who don't know that, I look like the creeper that's just hanging out behind the clothes with his phone out and then taking pictures of himself in the dressing room. Yeah, that's really weird because most people wouldn't think, oh, it's a precious husband trying to find his outfit and trying to get his wife to help him. They're going to think some weirdos in there. Yeah, that's Some weird, weird. bald guy with tattoos. Yes. Creeping people out. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. She did That's have what to, they were thinking. Your wife did have to like go in and delete a lot of stuff because you were sending her so many pictures. 41 photos, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> 
She should have gone with me. I'm just saying. (laughs) I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. A 43-year-old woman in Georgia named Robin worked for the state of Georgia as a director of external affairs. Well, in October of 2020, she told HR she was pregnant and then announced she'd given birth in May. She was awarded seven weeks of paid leave. Sure. Her story started to unravel, though, partially because she sent pictures of her, quote, new baby to some of her co-workers, and the babies featured in the photos seem to have, uh, quote, varying skin tones. Well, the office conducted an investigation and found that she had not delivered a child, and this wasn't the first time. Robin had done something similar before, falsely claiming to have given birth in July of 2020 to get sick leave and paid. Yeah. So Robin was charged with three felony counts of making false statements she's also charged with one count of identity fraud which is also a felony speaking of using crazy excuses not to go to work it reminds me of the time i lost my job at the m&m factory oh my gosh i never heard about this yeah i kept throwing out the w's (laughs) oh man and there's even more proof that people are crazy Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. For it. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It is Wednesday, February the 16th. Of 2022, local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to a longtime friend of mine and yours as well. Happy birthday to Bud Schropel, who celebrates today. He's turning 65. Happy birthday, Bud. On the front row with Bud Row on our sister station, The Ticket. Happy birthday to Bud Schropel, who celebrates today. Also celebrating, Pamela Rackley. Of Jonesboro, we have Becca Pressman of Paragould celebrating a birthday. Dal Freeman in Gosnell. Sandra Carroll of Rogers, Arkansas is celebrating a birthday today. And happy birthday goes out to Katie Norton of Jonesboro who celebrates happy birthday and love from Red and the kids. I had the chance to see them just the other day, so happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Katie. Happy birthday. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Ava Max is 28. You may know her from this song. Let's do Sweet But Psycho. Oh, she's sweet but a psycho, a little Ava Max, 28 years old. Happy birthday to The Weeknd, who is 32 today. It's the weekend, 32 years old today. Happy birthday to Elizabeth Olsen, who is 33. That's Scarlet Witch in the MCU uh, universe and on WandaVision. Happy birthday to Andy Taylor, who is 61 from Duran Duran. Hungry like the wolf. A little uh, Duran Duran this morning. Andy Taylor, Duran Duran, is turning 63 today. 
Happy birthday today to John McEnroe, who is 63. I used to love to watch him play tennis. He would always get mad. And he was one of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, happy birthday today to Ice T, who is 64 today. And happy birthday to LeVar Burton, who is 65. You may remember him from Reading Rainbow. in the Sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's yeah, in a book. book. A Reading Rainbow. birthday goes out to my good friend, LeVar Burton, who turns 65 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. And get ready for Charity Ball 2022. It is Havana Nights. It happens this coming Saturday at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center, all hosted by myself and Kelly. Yes, I'm ready for it. So we've had the chance to go and be a part of Charity Ball in the past. We've had the chance to host different elements of it. but They've never said, hey, do you guys want to host the entire thing? Do you want to represent this entire organization in front of hundreds upon hundreds of people? And uh, they probably regret that today. Aren't they in for a treat? They are in for one heck of a treat. And if you're going to Charity Ball, uh, there's kind of like a new vision for like the vibe of Charity Ball. It's mm-hmm. always been fun to go to. But there's a couple of us who are trying to make this a little more of a, you know, the famous Havana Nights. So we're going to maybe relax it just a tad bit. Rodney Poff, we talked to him from occasions. Mm-hmm. He's going to go with the tux. Yeah. On the other hand, I think I'm going anti-tux. Yeah, you definitely are anti-tux in what you're wearing. But I do feel like I look like I'm a, a little bit of Havana. You, someone will, will mistake you from pit, uh, for Pitbull. I think so. I'll wear my glasses inside as well. So... Uh, the deal is, is the tickets, they're sold out. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get tickets. You can't get a table. They've done a great job this year. JA has, but you still can bid on silent auction items. And when you do that, you're still helping the service projects of junior auxiliary. Find out more. If you search junior auxiliary of Jonesboro on Facebook, Kelly's got her dress. She tried on 17. She landed on one. I'm ready. We'll see. I've got to, I've got to find some shoes that I can walk in. But other than that, I think I'm ready. And I think I'm ready too. New jeans, no, new pants, new shirt, new shoes. I think I feel Havana Unana. I couldn't tell when we showed mm-hmm. Rodney Poff my outfit if he was impressed and jealous or if he thought I looked stupid. Here's the thing. I think it was a little bit of both. He thinks I look a little bit stupid? Just a little bit. And he's also a little bit jealous? 100%. It's Charity Ball coming up this weekend. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by the Dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University, Dr. Shane Spites. He's the one that makes you feel all right. He's the one that calls He's going to be the one that calls Dr. Shane Spice. 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 Dr.
Are we about to see this whole thing with COVID ramp up again? So I don't think so. I really don't. And let's talk about this. I actually mentioned it um, oh a week or so ago, just kind of, hey, we're watching this. And there's, there's lots of variants that we're watching. And there's, you know, a case here and there, you know, throughout the country and even throughout Arkansas. Um, as a matter of fact, NYT, our, our dean of research, is tracking all of the variants. And we've, he's got that on a website, a posted website, so you can see actually all the variants that have been identified in the state of Arkansas. And this is the one that we've been watching as well and watching nationally. Um, there's a sub-variant of Omicron, BA2 is what it is. The original Omicron is BA1, and then there's another one, a BA1.1. So we're watching all these little sub-variants. They, they have little genetic changes to them, and, you know, so you, you wonder how significant are they. What we're seeing in this BA2 is we are seeing an increase in the number of cases that are happening, but they're in people that have not been vaccinated, not been boosted, and have not had COVID. Right. So these are people out there that really weren't hit with the first wave of Omicron uh, that, that, that had not gotten sick. Um, and so you're gonna, we're going to see probably variants like this. Now, one of the great things about this, in terms of the silver lining on this, this new variant, the vaccine and the booster actually protect better against that variant than they do the original Omicron. That's great. And so that's really, that is, that's really good news. And so, and again, I know, again, sound like a broken record, but I can't emphasize enough how important the vaccines are and the booster to protect you and to give you that those antibodies that you need to be able, you know, to, to mount a response and fight these different variants off. You mentioned early on in the pandemic that the vaccine was one layer of protection. The mask was another layer of protection. Uh, at some point, are we going to relax those layers of protection with the vaccine being the one that we need to focus on? Or are we there yet? Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. And we're close. I'll say we're close. Even then, I'll, you know, I'll be transparent with you. We're having these discussions even within our medical school, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously we've got all the scientists and the physicians, you know, that are that are in the know on this and talking about, OK, you know, all of our community, our students, staff and faculty, you know, for, for the most part, are all vaccinated and boosted. Right. And so at what point can we relax, you know, some of what we're doing right now, we require full masking. And so we're talking about relaxing those. And I mean, the reality is, is, you know, probably sometime maybe in March or so is when we could see that happening for the medical school. I know a lot of places are already doing that. A lot of states around the country are already doing that. A lot of you're seeing a lot of that. And it's the natural progression as you start to come out of the pandemic that you rely more on, you know, the vaccines that we have, uh, the medications, you know, what we've learned throughout the pandemic um, and, and all those different things. And But you're right. It's still a multi-layer strategy. Hand washing is still important. Masking is still important. It'll certainly large groups if, if you're worried about, you know, a variant. It also depends on who you are, your age. Do I have diabetes? Do I have heart disease? And am, am I undergoing cancer treatments? Um, and so you have individual risk factors as well. So it's almost the way I kind of look into it. It's kind of like a deal where the message is out there. You should go get the vaccine. You should be boosted. And if you don't do that, you're running your own risk. And basically at this point, I would say that that's, that's out there pretty much like, Hey, if you don't have it, we can't promise you're not going to get something. And that's kind of where we're getting to now. Now, I'll be honest with you, we weren't, it was a different conversation several months back or so, and even back into the Delta variant, because what happened was someone that decided not to get vaccinated or boosted, you know, or decided, you know, not to wear a mask, well, they may be unknowingly infecting someone else. And I can tell you, I mean, I, I don't want to get into too much detail, but I know story after story after story where, you know, this individual got infected by somebody who then took it home and then mm-hmm. infected a grandparent or infected a mother who was, 
getting cancer treatment or, or what have you. I mean, we can follow that pattern. Um, and then that's just a, you know, those are unfortunate scenarios. And that's why the masking was such a big deal, not always to protect you, but to protect that, that other individual who may not have the immune system that you have. But you're right. We're moving in the direction where at the end of the day, it'll be, you know, you make your own choice. The, the vaccines are out there. The medications are out there, that sort of thing. Yeah. Dr. Shane Spites joins us this morning. Again, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Around the state, Shane, we're seeing numbers drop as far as active cases, and they've come way, way down yeah. in the last month. But we're still seeing hospitalizations, and we're still seeing you know, a, a death rate that is higher than what we want to see. Yeah, unfortunately, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. So what we've hit now, really just like in the last few days, we've kind of plateaued. We've hit a, we, we were dropping significantly, and then now just yesterday we hit 1,600 cases. Um, but we've seen this here in northeast Arkansas. We've seen it here in the state and even starting to see it in, in the U.S., where now all of a sudden we're kind of plateauing. I hope it's just a brief plateau because we're at an awful high number. Right now averaging about 1,300 cases a day. That's really high compared to where we were before Omicron. And remember, that was the concern. The concern was once we come out of this Omicron, are we still going to continue to see significant spread higher than it was before we came in? Right, right now, that looks to be the case. And you hit another good point. And again, you hate talking about the, the bad things, but we knew deaths would be higher on the backside of the cases. So once cases, hospitalizations started going down, our deaths would go up. And that's unfortunate. Over the weekend, we saw a really high number of deaths here in Arkansas. Um, one of the days specifically was 48 deaths in a day. And just to remind wow. the listeners... How many people, on average, die in the state of Arkansas? And this was actually before the pandemic, between 2014 and 2018. The number's about 87. So that kind of puts it in perspective. About On average, before pandemic, about 87 people from any cause, car accidents, stroke, heart attack, you name it, about 87 people per day die in the state of Arkansas. We had 48 die just from COVID alone over the weekend, um, over, over, I think it was Saturday. So we're, we're not, you know, we're still going to see some of this. I don't want people to be surprised, I guess is what I'm saying when you hear about this, because it's still very real. We're in a much better place. We're moving in a better direction. Um, I can't wait to see where we're going to be first of March, middle of March, because I, I really am optimistic on what those look like, what our numbers look like then. One more thing. Let's talk about the importance of a pregnant female possibly going and getting, getting the vaccine because Oh, you know, yeah. Early on, we were seeing the data where and we were hearing from a lot of people who were pregnant, who were afraid. They didn't know if they trusted the vaccine. It was untested and all of this. And you worried that if you were pregnant, that it might affect the child. But now the data is showing that actually the way that it affects the child is very much in a positive light. Oh, my gosh. And thank you for bringing that up, too. If, if you are pregnant, if you are pregnant, know someone that's pregnant or thinking of becoming pregnant, you need to be vaccinated and boosted. We have study after study after study that shows, number one, how devastating COVID is for a pregnant woman and the baby, and number two, how effective and protective the vaccines are for the mother and the baby. Remember, when the mother gets the vaccine, it's just like, it's just the same reason why we give mothers flu shots, because the mother creates antibodies, and then those antibodies, those protective antibodies she creates, then pass on to the baby while she's pregnant. So when the baby's born, the baby is born with antibodies. The baby is born with antibodies against flu or COVID or whatever vaccine she got. And that is life-saving. It really can be. Um, and so I, I'm glad you brought that up. And we've seen lots of studies on the safety of these vaccines during pregnancy. Um, you know, a lot of myths and misunderstanding came out. And, and I get it. People are fearful. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes misinformation feeds fear. And we are seeing just the opposite, uh, to your point, in terms of 
of these vaccines and the safety and, and, um, and story after story about really women that didn't get vaccinated um, that are still fighting for their lives in the ICU, having to deliver the baby uh, prematurely because the mom was going to die if they didn't. I mean, uh, stories that, that really we shouldn't be hearing in this day and age. So as we kind of recap, there was, uh, you know, some stuff in there like the variant that we do know is out there, but it's not a huge deal, at least as of yet, the importance of the vaccine and literally how it looks like most everybody will be affected at some point by some form of COVID. We're learning all of that this morning with the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He is Dr. Feelgood himself, Dr. Shane Spites. And Shane, we appreciate your time as always this week, man. No, absolutely. Look for, like I said, look forward to talking about the non-COVID things. I got a whole stack of weight loss things that we can talk Ooh, about. Right. Really, really fascinating information. Right around the corner from it, aren't we? All right. Yes, we'll sir. Yes, there we are. See you later. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Joined this morning by the chair of the Junior Auxiliary. <clears throat> Try that again. Joined this morning by the chair of the Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro Charity Ball 2022, Havana Knights. Please welcome back to the show, Amy Wills. Amy, how are you this morning? Good. How are you guys? We're probably, let me just guess, we're, we're less stressed out than you are this week. Yeah, maybe a little, just a little. So when you take on this gig as, hey, I'm going to lead up Charity Ball, there's going to be hundreds of people who want all this information, and we got you know, hundreds of people coming out to this event. I would assume week of is probably one of the most stressful weeks of your life outside of having babies. Yeah, it has been. It has been, but it's also one of those where we've really, really hard on the front end so that maybe it's a little less stressful Yeah, yeah this week. So I don't know. The probably reason- not. It's still stressful. The reason we're doing this is Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro has all of these different uh, programs, these programming pieces where they go out into the community and you guys help uh, the youth. You help with kids and young kids and teenagers. And really, it's about community outreach and programming. And that's really the reason that we have Charity Ball. Right. So tell me some of the programming that you guys have. We have 12 different service projects. We have... We have Growing Healthy, where we get to go into the schools and talk to sixth graders about, you know, healthy lifestyles and reasons to not smoke, things like that. We have Time Sales, where some of our members um, work with children that are struggling with math, and so they help um, as tutors. We have CYS, where we get to go to Consolidated Youth Services and just act as mentors, and they do some really fun things over there. And just every single one of our programs is like that, where we just have the opportunity to meet these kids where they are yeah. and help in the capacity that they need us. So, well, in the lineage of up. JA, there's been so many people who have been a part of JA over the years, and you carry on this lineage. And you know, we're trying to create this this way of having fun in 2022, where you know we're in a beautiful location, the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. When you go into their their main area, where we're going to be uh, coming up on mm-hmm. Saturday night. It's going to look absolutely beautiful. Yes, absolutely. You're going to feel like you're in Havana. It's going to be wonderful. Well, I do want to thank you for the theme as well, because the more I've kind of thought about the theme, the more I've kind of relaxed what I thought I was going to do. So I believe if if other guys relax just a little bit, this oh. could be their favorite charity ball of all time. <laughs> That's true. My husband keeps, he's really pushing for some Hawaiian, you know, same shirts, some linen, some pants the whole nine we'll so. get ready amy because uh yeah. brandon is basically doing just that 
Well, no, I haven't decided all the way. I, I've been kicking some ideas around, and I have what might be my outfit, but I don't know because I need your husband to agree to at least go with me. If nobody else goes oh, wow. without a suit or a tux, I need your husband to be a part of that with me. The chair's yeah, husband. It sounded like he was forming a very strong bond with you. No, so. we have we have bonded over the fact that we want to be able to wear button-down, short sleeve shirts uh, and, and still look cool because here's the deal. There's no way on a hot Havana night I would be in a tuxedo. Havana, right. ooh, no, no. That's a ooh, no, no on, yeah. the, on that whole Havana. So <laughs> exactly. what have you told your yeah, husband? Yeah. What have you told him? I told him it's okay. As long as he helps raise money for the kids, he can wear whatever he wants. Boom. Boom. So this is good for all <laughs> men listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're all going to go to their right. wives saying, Brandon Baxter said we didn't have to do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are not responsible for any family <laughs> disruptions here. <laughs> so what I can see happening here is girls are going to be decked out, right? Uh-huh. They're going to have their hair done, their tan on, their makeup, their nails. They're going to look perfect. And there's going to be a bunch of dudes rolling in in comfortable clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That just means that other guys get to be part of our pictures. Right. Yeah. Okay, so. that's it. We're working our way out of it. So, so when we when we look at Charity Ball again, it happens on Saturday night, the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Uh, there's a gaming area, and that's where it kind of all begins. The doors open, the gaming's going. There's uh, you know beverages, there's uh, dinner, there's dancing, there's live music from Almost Famous. Like there's so many pieces of this night, including I think the craziest thing y'all have decided to do this year is a $10,000 drawdown. Somebody leaves $10,000 richer coming up on Saturday night. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be $10,000 richer? So so we all have an equal opportunity on Saturday for, for this uh, if we take part in the drawdown, right? Yes. Buy your ticket. Yeah. We'll have tickets available that night um, for $100, and you get your chance. And again, the cool thing about this is the money goes to Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro. There's silent auctions. There's live auctions. I know, Amy, that there are the tickets. uh, All the tables are sold out. All tickets are gone, which is a great problem to have. But people can still partake in the $10,000 drawdown and the silent auction. How can they do that? Um, You can actually visit the Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro Facebook page. There is a link there for the silent auction, and you can just create a login for that. and. just bid away. I was looking through that this morning, and there's all kind. It doesn't matter what you do, what you like. There's something up there on the auction page for you. And again, uh, search J A Jonesboro on Facebook, Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro, uh, to find out more and get set for Charity Ball 2022. It's Havana Nights. It happens on Saturday night at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Amy, you've done a great job, and we look forward to being there in very comfortable clothes. All right. <laughs> I'm excited to see y'all. All right. We'll see you this weekend, okay? Uh, bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by our good friend, Dr. Dana Watson. It is elementary, my dear Watson. How are you this morning? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? We're pretty good. You know, as my good friends in CNC Music Factory okay. would say... His that, good friends. Does that free your mind and the rest will follow? That's in vogue, buddy. That, that's what I said? Yeah. In vogue? Or my, in vogue. My good yeah. friends in in vogue said mm-hmm. that as well. Free your mind and Another the rest will follow. Another throwback to yeah. the 90s. How mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, but legit, man, we talk a lot about how important it is to understand mental health and 
understand what it means and that everybody has stuff. We talked about that last week. Everybody has stuff. And, you know, we talk about happiness because everybody wants to be happy. And basically, you said the researchers agree that real happiness is like this combination of of our satisfaction with life and how we feel on a day-to-day basis. It's not necessarily the feeling of, oh, my gosh, every day is perfect, every minute's perfect. It's not that. It's more like general happiness, a combination of satisfaction and how good we do day-to-day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, contrary to how we sometimes use the word, researchers really do define happiness as a feeling of contentment and satisfaction with what you have and how your life is. So when you think about it from that perspective, though, that makes sense. And there's there's people out there who seem, I guess, more content. And there are some people who seem happier than other people. And there are some people who, who might seem like you know, they have all these things going against them uh, and they, they shouldn't be happy. But in spite of the fact that they have stuff going on, they have real problems and hardship. They're still trying to find that happiness. It's like the tale of, of two different ways of looking at that. Yeah, exactly. So general happiness is largely influenced by our genetics and it is shaped um, quite a bit by the happiness and the contentment we saw or didn't see from our early caregivers. Ah. And so while a lot of people might, you know, have a head start from that toward being happy or content, certainly then our own healthy behaviors or lack thereof can increase or decrease our happiness level. So like in the example that you gave, I'd say that those people are probably basically happy people who um, also might be grieving or experiencing sadness or loss at those times because all of those are totally normal emotions and you can have both at the same time. But it's crazy to think that you can have happiness and sadness basically sitting there side by side. Yes. Well, I mean, humans are pretty awesome creatures and they have really complex minds and emotions. And, you know, just think about all the times that you've been super excited about an opportunity, but also sick to your stomach with worry, you know, or maybe you felt grief after a significant loss, but also relief that the other person is no longer suffering. So I absolutely love to teach that to my patients who might be ashamed of feeling happy during difficult times or feeling sad when they think that, you know, basically everything is going well, but, but we can definitely hold more than one emotion at the same time. You know, a lot of people say that they want to be happier the same way that people say that they want to be, you know, more fit. They want to be in better shape. But if you really want to see change, and I talked to my wife about this just yesterday, if we want to see change in our abs or in our mood, regardless of what it is, it requires work and we have to work at it. We have to be active. We can't be passive. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally get that. I mean, the wanting something or the hoping to be different, you know, those parts come really naturally. Um, For me, it's the, it's the work part and it definitely the like sustained commitment of work part that are really hard for me sometimes. And I think hard for everybody, but being happy and staying happy and becoming happier is going to require some action on our part. Right. Because it's going to, it's like a muscle right, that you can strengthen. It it requires us to be intentional about finding or identifying the happiness that already exists in our lives and also about creating happiness even in the harder parts of our journey. You know, so I've been kind of into fitness for, you know, quite a while now. And I remember, you know, we've talked about how we can be fit uh, both physically or emotionally. and, uh, And basically the process of getting fit physically works better and faster if we have somebody who's trained in it and that's what they do and they they help to educate uh, educate us and guide us but that's the exact same thing with the psychologist 
in the mental portion of this, I think that really resonates the fact that, hey, there's somebody there who can be like your personal trainer for your mind. Yeah, yeah, because when you work with a trained professional, you know, who has years of experience and education, you're much more likely to be able to more clearly define your goals and your action plan, stick with it because of, you know, the support and the encouragement. And then the results can be a lot longer lasting. So when you work with a therapist, you're gaining education, you're gaining understanding. I can't tell you how many people have come to me telling me they failed at meeting their goals for years. But after a few sessions, they realized it really wasn't just the weight loss or the new girlfriend or boyfriend that they wanted anyway. Right. You know, they what they really wanted was to be happier and to be more satisfied with themselves as they were. Sometimes I'll, I'll say to my wife, and I've even said this to Kelly in the studio, like, I have a lot of really awesome things in my life, right? And I should be on top of the world because all these things that I dreamed uh, would never be possible have kind of like doors have opened and things have happened and Like sometimes I think I should be actively happier than I am with the life that I get to live. So I want you to walk me through like happy people. What does it look like to be satisfied and happy with where you are? Well, people who identify themselves as happy, they live with a purpose and they find meaning in their lives. So they're able to find satisfaction in lasting relationships in working toward their goals, even before they get there, and they live according to their values. And people who are happy, you know, again, just like you said, they have the full range of emotions, but they do tend to be more resilient because they're already putting in effort into cultivating their goals and those relationships. So then they're a little bit better able to weather storms or bounce back from hardships more easily. Yeah. And and they also are more cognitively and emotionally flexible. You know, they've learned to tolerate change and challenges, challenges, and they smile and they laugh a lot. They're kind to themselves. They participate in relationships. And you know, they one of my favorite things is if they really do exercise, they practice not sweating the small stuff. Right. You know, and so that they are then able to learn that they have more control over their choices and their lives and their emotions. And they just practice being grateful for what they do have and for what is going right. And I just think in the end, true happiness starts by being grateful for what you have and then building on that. So basically, if we're going to kind of look at it and kind of nutshell the deal, all these different things, all these sources and behaviors, they contribute to happiness. uh, And they're the same as those that provide us with basically a buffer or protection against mental illness because we're actively working on being happier, so we're automatically fighting off things like depression and anxiety if we put in the work. Yes, and you know, the best part is you can make a choice to start working a happiness plan at any time. And if you're like me, sometimes you have to restart your plan throughout the day. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, I get it. I know, I know, like three times before lunch. Yeah. But right now, you know, you can begin to design a purpose for your life, really set some small goals to improve your health, uh, you know, work on developing and maintaining high-quality relationships, and finding ways to just put more positive feelings in your daily life. And we've talked before, it, it is as simple as beginning a gratitude journal so that your focus goes toward that. You can sing in the car on the way to work. You can set aside 10 minutes every day to do something physically and emotionally recharging and validating. Volunteering is one of my all-time favorites because just the simple act of shifting your focus from your own problems 
onto other people often gives us the perspective and the positive jump start that we've all been needing. And I just think that we owe it to ourselves, you know, to make the most of the time that we have here. And I believe that we each really deserve to feel happy. And I, and I just have seen it um, throughout my career, and I know that it is possible. Well, and the deal is sometimes we need that mental trainer, the person yes. who's not going to be the physical trainer, but the mental trainer to walk us through that. And that's what Families, Inc. does every single day. You can call Families, Inc. if you need somebody to talk to, because, again, it's never been more okay to talk about your own mental health than it is right now. Because if we're going to be honest, we all have stuff, stuff that yeah. we would benefit if somebody walked us through those uh, those rough waters. Again, you can call Families, Inc. at 870-933-6886 or find out more at FamiliesInc.net. And Dr. Watson, it is elementary to talk to you, and we appreciate <laughs> You taking the time to speak with us. You guys have a great rest of the week. Thank you. You do. We'll see you at Charity Ball, okay? See you there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Joined in the studio this morning by our friend Rodney Poff from Jonesboro Occasions Magazine. Rodney, welcome back. Thank you. Good morning. You're half the man you used to be. Yep. I wish. <laughs> uh, no, but you can tell because every you know we see Rodney infrequently, but whenever you see somebody and you know they've been working out and they've been doing the, they've been putting in the work. I mean, we can visibly yeah. see that you've been working really hard the last few months. That's why I did it, just for you, Brandon. Just for the Aww. approval. Just for you. Is it because charity ball is coming up this weekend? <laughs> That's and it. You got to fit in. That's it. it. That's it. That's the only thing. Are you what guys are you, going? Uh, we're hosting. Oh, cool. We get to be the end. Yeah, we get to be the big host. So, uh, what are you wearing? Do you have anything picked out? I just uh, off the rack, off the shoulder number. No, I'm. Ooh, it's tux. I'm wearing tux. You gonna shave your back? Yeah. No, oh. not for not for charity ball. <laughs> not for charity ball. So you're gonna wear a tux? Yeah. Oh no! Gun. Just tell well, me you're, you're just, gonna go more relaxed in that. You're gonna freak I'm out. Trying to, it's a basic tux. Does that help? What does that mean? No tails, no ruffles, no top hat or cane. Oh, you know, gosh. just he's making That's me what feel. You need, Brandon, he's making me hat. feel bad. I would think that one of the hosts would probably oh, need no. to. Actually, dress up. Rodney. Just stop. You're going to freak him out, and it's not. It's it, not going to be. It. It's no. going to no, be to the don't. point of no return. Wait till I see you guys Saturday night. No, oh, you no. really wore that. No, should I show him? I don't know if you should or not now because he's making me feel stupid. I think I'm going to show him. So here's what I did. I've been talking to Amy Wills, right? And yeah. and she said, "Hey, wear what you want because it's Havana Nights." Right, and there she is on the cover of Vacations. So I was kind of thinking I'd wear something that was like a little bit tropical, like I was like I was Cuban. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I do. I mean, you, you, you didn't get a zoot suit, did you? Or? No, it was a little. Oh gosh, here it is. Is that not appropriate? Oh, oh. Well, now we know. Huh. If you saw what me, all his friends are going to think. If you saw me for the first time and you're in a tux and I walk out in that, what would you think? Could I get a beer, please? Okay, delinquent. That's, that's exactly what he's going to think. Okay, <laughs> it's moving a delinquent. on. Delinquent. Uh, Rodney comes in number one to insult me. And the last time I was, uh, at an event with the Jones family, I was talking to Barb Jones and she mentioned that she listened to you on the radio the last time you were in here. Uh, and the thing she enjoyed listening to you talk about was the fact that you came in here insulting me. Well, she thought that was funny that somebody (laughs) off the streets, you have to, you have to give the people what they want. Exactly. So he's giving the people what they want. (laughs) Insults on me. Yes. Go ahead. If I wore that to charity ball, what would you think? You can tell me the truth. That you uh, you are a very brave person. 
That's love, Brandon. When you look at me, you see bravery, isn't it? Oh, wow. Well, somebody that doesn't know you, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, let's go to the events. <laughs> the rest of us, it's like the cowardly lion. Okay, okay. <laughs> On the cover of Jonesboro Occasions this month is Amy Wills. It's all about charity ball. You guys always do a great job uh, kind of talking about Junior Auxiliary and the reason the organization is there and the service projects that really impact those kids. It's, it's an amazing group, and uh, – Every, everywhere you look, you find a, a JA alum or yeah. active or it's just, it's just really cool. Well, and the idea that this thing sold out over a week ago, like they've just done a really good job. It's going to be yeah. at the embassy suites. I'm sure that's one of the things you have to talk about today, right? Yeah. Um, it's going to be junior auxiliary will present charity ball. This is going to be Saturday on the 19th. Yep. Charity ball 2022 Havana nights at embassy suites, uh, by Hilton Jonesboro, Red Wolf, uh, Convention Center, doors open at 5.30, cocktails and gaming, 5.30 to 7, followed by dinner and the program at 7 o'clock, and you can, uh, if you see Brandon there, you can laugh. You could, <clears throat> Or you could support me and say you wish you would address like me. Maybe. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Because I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of guys who wish they could go more chill. There's, uh, yes. There's, yes. Yes. 90% of guys are like, mm-hmm. I wish I could just, yeah. <laughs> yes. You want to say it? No. Yeah. I'm included. Okay. Well, women are the same I'm, way. I'm all for all chill. All right. But, all chill. It's an all chill charity ball. Oh, if all guys no. will come together, we'll tweet each other, Facebook. But each now other. that I've already got the tux, uh, I'm wearing it, buddy. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So again, uh, and again, tickets are sold out, but you can do the silent auction. If you want to find out more about the silent auction items, uh, you can go to the junior auxiliary of Jonesboro Charity Ball Facebook page to find out more about that. That's it. It's not the only event going on. What else do you have? It's not. Well, actually, uh, tomorrow, the uh, open the opening reception for the 2022 Delta National Small Print Exhibition uh, will be from 5 to 6.30 at the Bradbury Art Museum at the uh, Fowler Center. All right. Uh, annual exhibition. It will be open from February 17th through March the 30th. So you've got uh, six weeks there. Sure. Uh, viewing hours are Tuesday through Saturday, noon to five. All right. That starts tomorrow and it's going to be open for tomorrow. the next six weeks. Also tomorrow, uh, the Northeast Arkansas Board of Realtors will host an inspirational summit featuring uh, Jesse Itzler at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center at 630. And you can go to com for information. I've seen stuff on that. That looks mm-hmm. pretty neat. That's pretty cool, yeah. The whole idea of the motivational speaker, sometimes you need somebody to kind of kick you in the pants to kind yep. of get you moving in the right direction. Yeah, and it it should that, be pretty cool. I mean, you know, Jonesboro's still thumping as far as real estate goes. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So that's happening tomorrow as well at the Embassy Suites Red Convention Center. What else? Friday, the fifth annual Garehan Dental, uh, Dental Care Blood Drive in honor of Lily Grace Garehan will take place from 9 to 2 at the community room at First Community Bank. Uh, at 630 Southwest Drive. And you can, to schedule an appointment, call 1-800-733-2767 or visit redcrossblood.org. It's a sweet event that we've yes, talked is. to her about in the past. So yes, shout out to is. the Garehan family. Let's see, uh, Friday, starting Friday, at Cinderella at the F- Foundation of Arts. Um, that's going to be at the Forum Theater. Uh, visit foajonesboro.org or call 935-2726 for t- ticket info. Now this one sales may have they may have sold out already. Oh wow! What is um, it? This is the ASU Alumni Association uh, hosting the Bubbles and Bingo, oh. an, an annual ladies only event featuring the A State Rugby Club. 
from 10 to noon Saturday. I heard that's fun. Yes, uh, of course you've yes. heard that's fun because I've, the guy, I've the rugby players are out there in their yeah. rugby attire. <laughs> and there's bubbles. And there's bubbles. Yeah. I mean. But Vicky, these aren't bubbles. Vicky like, McGee uh, will be there. They're going to do a silent auction, bingo, live music by Vicky McGee, and bubbles. And again, so, Rodney Poff will be there as well in his oh, rugby outfit. It's, uh, it's <laughs> what? I don't, I'm not sure you pay attention, Brandon, but it's a ladies only event. No, but you're going to be there as a part of the rugby team, right? Uh, He's going to be serving. No. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing your outfit. For, <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we talked about Charity Ball. So, so Charity Ball happens on Saturday night. Pop it's, is going to be there. It's awesome that things are starting to happen again, yeah. that yeah. not as many events are being canceled. Yep. A reminder to the listeners, please, if you're part of a, a association that, that uh, does events, a charitable event, let us know. Make sure we know about it. Make sure we're gonna we can cover it. So, yeah. Occasions Magazine is right there. If, the, if people want to find out more about Occasions online, where are the best spots to go and maybe uh, look at the magazine or get more information? Real, right now, our Facebook page is going to have all the information we can do. So, um, we are revamping websites. So, nice. it's, it's taking a while. No, I get it. That's a process. It is. Rodney Poff joins us this morning from Occasions Magazine. And as he so eloquently puts it at the end of every Jonesboro.com event roster. Poff off. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care with another Wet Nose Wednesday. Good morning, Dr. Reed. Hey, good morning. How do we find you this morning? I'm doing well. Lots of patients already this morning over there at Vet Care? Uh, I've just seen one so far. It kind of started out slow. All right, so uh, we always turn to Dr. Reed, and he can educate us, and we tell him to teach us new things that we've never heard before and educate us on our favorite furry friends. So, Dr. Reed, what do you have for us today? Well, this is actually a true story that happened uh, last Thursday evening, and, uh, and it'll it'll drive a point home that I think is very important. But we were finishing up, a uh, we had an exploratory surgery to do on a dog that uh, had an intestinal foreign body. And it actually turned out to be a piece of a croc shoe that this dog had eaten a few days earlier. And oh, wow. it had gotten lodged in its small intestine. You know, it was kind of the rubber sole part of the, of the croc. So anyway, we were getting ready to leave about 6.30. And we get a call from a client. And she says, there's been a dog hit just down the street on Culver House. Mm. And uh, so we said, well, you know, bring it in. So in about five or 10 minutes, all of a sudden there were like eight or nine people back in my treatment area. And what had happened was um, um, a young woman had actually been outside with her two young children and had witnessed it happen when it happened. And, uh, you know, this was like a 55, 60 pound dog. So she was standing there by and took some towels out to kind of wrap it up. And apparently there were some men coming back. They'd been fishing at Craighead Forest uh, Lake and so they actually uh, loaded the dog up in one of their trucks and transported it here. And it didn't have a collar on. And I thought, well, you know, we always check any kind of stray or lost or found animal that comes in. We check for a microchip. Well, sure enough, it had one. And I was about ready to put it in the, uh, you know, in the database uh, online. And I thought, well, you know, 
this is close. It might actually be a client. So we got the microchip number, looked it up in our computer software, and sure enough, it was a client's dog. Oh, wow. And the dog was pretty shocky and, you know, treated it for that, had a spinal injury and had a laceration on its face. And so, you know, had it not been for that microchip, since the dog wasn't wearing a collar, um, you know, we might have thought it was just a stray dog or if it was something that needed a you know, an immediate decision to have emergency surgery or something, you know, we, what, what do you do? So once again, you know, that's just an instance that shows how, how important some kind of identification is on your pet, especially a microchip because collars can get lost. And the story was we called the owner and said, Hey, I think uh, we have your dog here. And she said, no, she was in the backyard and she, you could hear her opening the door and she called out and sure enough, she said, Oh my gosh, the gate's open. Um, and, uh, her husband later told me, he said, there's no way the dog could open the gate. The latch is too high. And he said, I have to kind of punch it, the latch down to get it to open. And then later they found out somebody apparently had opened it from the outside, pried it open. So again, you know, it it was a, a happy ending to a story where this dog had it been seriously injured enough or needed to be euthanized. And we didn't know who the owner was. They would have never known what happened to it. Wow. And when you look at some of some of the statistics on microchips, there's probably close to 10 million pets that enter sh- um, shelters in the United States each year, and you know a lot of those are probably lost or are lost family pets. And we today probably only five percent of dogs and probably less than one percent of cats arriving at the animal shelters across the United States are, are microchipped. Wow. And the unfortunate fact is that. Probably one in three family pets will get lost at some time in their lifetime. And, you know, without an ID, a lot of those, probably 80% of those pets that end up in a shelter will not return home just because they can't, you know, uh, identify the owners. And, you know, the, the good thing about microchip, it's the only form of pet identification that is permanent. It's got a unique number. It can't fall off like a collar or a name tag or a rabies tag, and it can't be altered or removed. So it just, you know, once again, it's a minimal investment to ensure that if your pet does get lost, and, and you know, the statistics are probably are pretty high that they will uh, during their lifetime. It's, um, you know, a very worthwhile uh, task to do for your pet just to make sure, uh, if it, you know, if you scroll down, say, Facebook, probably within the first 20 posts, there will either be a lost or a found pet. And that happens multiple times during the day. We, we post them on our Facebook page. Uh, you know, we share posts. And, uh, you know, social media has helped relocate a lot of pets home. But, again, just a simple name tag on a collar or, much better, a microchip that's a lifetime identification would really be the way to go. So just to educate people who might not have ever seen how the microchip process works, uh, that that's basically, it, it's fairly non-invasive, correct? Right. It's about, it's a little bit bigger than a grain of rice, and it's just in, injected under the skin. The, the standard place is between the shoulder blades. Uh, it's injected with a syringe with a, you know, a little bit larger needle just to accommodate the microchip uh, size, but it doesn't doesn't require sedation, doesn't require anesthesia. It's given just like any other injection. Most dogs don't even, dogs and cats don't even feel it. Um, so it's one of those things that, 
you know, it can be done during a routine office visit or if that's what you're coming in specifically for. Uh, but I would encourage everyone just, you know, get them identified. Too many things can happen. You know, they can get out inadvertently. They can be let out. They can, you know, slip their leash if you're walking them and run off. And, uh, you know, it's just it, it, it just kind of adds an extra uh, extra peace of mind to being able to, re, you know, re- get them back home if they are found. Another Wet Nose Wednesday with the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. If you want to microchip your dog or you're looking for any type of pet health care, you can always check out Vet Care at vet-care.com and on Facebook. It is Vet Care Jonesboro. That's the simple search. And Dr. Reed, we know you have a lot to do today and we appreciate you talking to us. Hey, we will we'll be here same time next week. All right, talk to you later. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by somebody, I think, who is trying to test me to see if I'm really awake this morning. Pacelia, how are you this morning? I'm well. Good morning. Good morning. Now, we've had you on before, and my big deal before was trying to figure out if I could pronounce your last name right, so I'm going to try it, okay? All right. Let's see what you got. And let's be honest. Me and you, we've talked already, but we didn't discuss your last name at all. Correct. Not at all. All right. So we're talking to Pacelia Abuazi from St. Bernard's. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Boom. Nice. Now this gets You're even now an expert. This gets even more difficult than her last name. Her title is too long to even go on a business card. She is the director of nurse recruitment and career navigation with St. Bernard's Healthcare. Is that yes, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So that means you got a lot of different people looking at you for a lot of different things, right? You're going out to find the nurses who are going to be the future of the help at St. Bernard's. You're helping people who are already in the company or people looking to come to the company to find their perfect career placement. I would assume you're fairly busy at all times. <laughs> so I would assume, cause I'm, I'm one of these people who's not um, uh, real organized. Like I get, I get by, I would assume with all the different stuff you have going on, you have to be fairly organized, very organized, but I also work with an excellent team and they keep me right on track. So let's walk through what's happening. I know you guys at St. Bernard's have a job fair, a career fair coming up, and we wanted to chat with you about that. Again, with with you as the director of recruitment and career navigation, you probably know what's needed on the campuses of St. Bernard's. And what are we looking at? What are the open spots available that are going to be discussed at this upcoming career fair? Yes, so we have a variety of positions that are going to be available for those that are looking for careers. I think the big thing to always keep in mind with St. Bernard's, of course, we have our medical center, center, Mm -hmm. but we also hire to all of our St. Bernard's entities, so our clinics our Heart and Vascular Clinic, our Five Rivers Medical Center, um, our villa in our village that takes care of our senior community members. All of these areas will be at play Monday, February the 28th. So I don't know if you guys are sensing the same thing that we sense as well, but I just talked to a friend of mine. We were in a store the other day, and we were talking about, you know, there's a lot of great people out there who do great work, but the problem is, is there are so many open positions out there in the workplace right now that, that people are just looking for people. People are actively trying to find people who want to come to work and make a good living. 
Um, you are exactly correct. And I think the great thing about St. Bernard's is our recruitment team. They will all be present that Monday night on February the 28th. And it's very important that if you have questions, if you've ever had a desire, just come out and talk to us. We have a really good way of knowing what we have available. And sometimes just through conversation, we see things or we hear things and we may be able to point you in a direction you didn't even think about. So this could be something that you've gone to school for a long time for, or it could be something where you're like, Hey, I think I just want to shake things up, you know, because I think we go through those deals in life where all of a sudden we're not happy doing the same thing we've been doing. So we want to do something different. And you guys have opportunity for that too. Exactly. And one thing that I want to make sure that our listeners are aware of, we hire as early as 16 years of age and we go all the way up. We hire many people who just want to work a few hours, even though they're in retirement. So regardless of where you are, if you have a, if you want to learn more about St. Bernard's and come out and see about our opportunities, this is a great event for you. So again, it's happening on Monday, February the 28th from two until six. Uh, what what building are we going to be in to host this career fair? We're going to be at our new tower. So the new tower that was just built, yep. you're going to come in and enter there, and they're going to direct you to where our, we're going to be at, at our community room. Basilia, did you know that the first person to ever spill coffee in that new tower was <laughs> Kelly Perry, who's oh, sitting right Brandon, across from me? Why do you have to bring that up? <laughs> we were there for Brandon, the... Why did I think it was you? No, 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 uh-huh. no, no. <laughs> It's the opening. They've cut the ribbon and everybody's there and everybody's all dressed up and she's spilling coffee. Pacelia, we wanted to escape from that place as fast as possible. It was brand new and she's got coffee going everywhere. Coffee stays. Yeah. But I bet you we had some people to take care of it. It was fine. We took care of it. We left real quick though, too. So Oh my goodness. If people want to find out more about the careers at St. Bernard's Healthcare, can they do that online too? They can. They can go to our career site, stbcareers.com. It's wonderful. You can apply right on that site. Or if you're just not sure, there is a form that you can click on. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, and we'll help navigate you. There she is again, Monday, February 28th. It's at the St. Bernard's Medical Center Community Room. It's the career fair with St. Bernard's Healthcare. And Pacelia, hey, we appreciate you talking to us, and best of luck with the career fair. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you later. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, you'll hear all about Kelly going out and trying to find her charity ball outfit, of which uh, she tried on over 17 different dresses. That is true. I went out shopping as well. I had this awkward moment where I thought I might be doing something that was a little bit creepy in a fitting room. Um, It was. Uh, and I was hoping other people weren't thinking it was creepy, but we go through that this morning. Also, we talked to uh, Dr. Shane Spites, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. We talk COVID. We talk about the new variant. We talk about what we're hearing about pregnant women and the reason to get the vaccine. Uh, Shane Spites is on this morning. We also talked to Amy Wills. Amy is the chair of the Junior Auxiliary of Jonesboro Charity Ball, which happens this coming weekend. We pitch her some ideas for my attire. I'm not sure if she approved of it. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Dana Watson from Families Inc. talks happiness and how we can all be happier as people and how truthfully happiness is something that we have to work on just like our fitness. Uh, we talk about that. Uh, let's see here. We had Dr. Kevin Reed on this morning. Uh, Rodney Paw from Occasions Magazine got us all set 
with the Jonesboro.com and Jonesboro Occasions event roster and Pasilia Abouazi from St. Bernard's. Nice. She talks about the career fair coming up. All of that on today's podcast. It is the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Podcast, available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Olympics coverage today on NBC. Tonight's uh, events include Michaela Schifrin competing in the women's combine for her um, medal attempt of this Olympics. So a lot of people have been following her. I see. I can see your voices on tonight. Jeopardy, the National College Championship, part six of the quarterfinals, Celebrity Big Brother, and the second season finale of The Chase. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.